live from Cape Town. This is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Welcome back to the Voice of the Cape right here on 91.3 from Steer with myself, uh, Muhammad Fasik Peterson. And uh, online we have Mufti Abdul Qadir saying, Mufti, assalamu alaikum and welcome to the program. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khairan, brother Muhammad Fasik. Barakallah fikum. Alhamdulillah, wonderful hearing Mufti's voice. And I uh, must say, Mufti, just before we start the show, Mufti was in Cape Town not too long ago now. Uh, Mufti's experience of being here? Alhamdulillah, it went very, very well with the help and mercy of Almighty Allah. The seminar they arranged by Al-Quds, you know, and mashallah, Brother Mahmoud Khatib, Hafiz Mahmoud, advocate, he went out of his way to make our stay there very, very comfortable. Almighty Allah bless them all. Just one week ago, I was there, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Uh, Mufti uh, Abdul Qadir Hussain answering all your questions tonight here on uh, the VOC 91.3 FM stereo. And of course, you can SMS us on 47913. We're not taking calls this evening, only SMSs. So uh, 47913, we'll be able to pose this to Mufti. Mufti, we already had some appearing up here. It says, Salam, if you finish bath and have a towel around you and you take up dust or do, uh, must you be fully clothed uh, shukran may Allah reward you ameen bismillahir rahmanir rahim nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulil kareem amma bad all praise due to almighty allah the sustainer narisha and cherisher of this universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader nabi muhammad mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam when a person has performed a ghusl and taken a bath and then he comes out, so that person, he or she, the huzu and the abdas also is done already. However, it could happen that now while coming out, you are wrapped with the towel, and then the wind comes out or the huzu breaks. Then you want to take another huzu, obviously. So in that case, it's better that you are covered. But if you are in the nude and you take a huzu in a private place, so that's fine. Your huzu will be valid as well. Inshallah. Number, number two, SMS 47913. For your questions, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Mufti says, Assalamu alaikum. I miss my sunnah and witr salah. How is this a major sin and how do I correct it? Shukran. Regarding the sunnah of Isha, if you missed it, then there is no sin upon you. But if you must your witr salah, then obviously it is a sinful action. So according to the Hanafis, you have to make qaza of it. And according to Shafis, Hanbalis, and Malikis, they say there is no qaza of the witr. So in future, make sure that you read the witr before you go and sleep. Not that you say you will wake up in the early part of the morning and then you are missing it. And if you must the sunnah of Fajr Salat, so then that is a major sin, so you can make qaza of it. And according to Shafi's, you make the qaza of it after the Fajr Salat, before sunrise. According to the Hanafi's, you'll make the qaza of it 15-20 minutes after sunrise. Next question, Mufti says, Saddam, Mufti, if a wife walks out on a husband uh, with her children and she's not happy staying with her in-laws, what must she do? 
In a case like that, obviously the husband and wife, they need to reconcile Quran Kareem states was sulhu khair. So let the husband and wife, you know, have a heart-to-heart meeting. Now the wife is entitled to her own house or her own flat or own outbuilding, depending on what the husband can afford. So the husband should also be realistic. He can't impose upon his wife that for the next 20, 30, 40 years she must live there with her, with his father and his mother and so forth. So how they want the independence, likewise your wife wants the independence. But that does not mean that you must neglect your father and mother. Daytime you go to your mother and father, make their khidmah, serve them, ask them whatever they need. And nighttime you be with your wife and your children. So that is an easy way of solving the problem. Uh, next one says, uh, what is Shia and are they right? You must remember the Shias, so those people, nowadays they have different groupings. The major group among them is the Isna Asharia. They believe in the 12 Imams. You know, about five, six months ago, I went to Iran and I was there for 12 days. So I'll tell you three, four things which I witnessed there. Number one is this, that in every big masjid, I never read any Salat behind them, but I used to go to the masjid and read Salat on my own, but I used to look at the books there and I brought some of them with me. They curse Sayyidah Bakr, Sayyidah Umar, Sayyidah Usman, and this is something famous in their books as well. Number two, if you go to Kashan, Kashan is a place there in Iran, famous for tiles and all that. Nevertheless, they, the person who murdered Sayyidah Umar, they have put up a big shrine for him. And the third thing, in, in uh, Iran is a, is a country and the capital is Tehran, they don't have one single masjid for us, the Ahlu Sunnah. They have churches and that for the Christians, but they don't have a masjid for us. So definitely majority of the Shias are kafir and out of the fall of Islam. Number two, SMS 47913. Next question, Mufti, it says, uh, What is the punishment for a woman having an affair with a married man? He has children and is planning on leaving his wife who has no idea what he is planning. Obviously, in this case here, the lady who is doing this and that her man who's married, both of them are guilty and they have committed adultery, they are sleeping together according to the question, that's what it seems. Then in a case like that, remember that they will be punished by death. Obviously, in our countries, we cannot do this. So somebody should inform that wife that this is what the husband is up to. And in that way there, she should ensure that whatever belongs to her, she must take possession of it and not allow the husband to take away her stuff and so forth. And she must go to court and make sure that the husband is going to pay the maintenance for the children because normally when they get married, they forget many times about the children. And she is entitled to maintenance and nafaqah during the Iddat period. Next question, Mufti. Uh, Salam. My daughter left home to stay with a person who is now her husband as I let them get married on E-Day but ignores me as her father. You must remember what your daughter is doing is absolutely haram, that she must have good ties with her parents, and now you got her married, everything, but yet she feels that you did not do enough. So in that case, dear sister, you are guilty of a major, major sin. Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Kullu zambin insha'afa anhu wa insha'a zaba. 
Every sin is a prerogative of Allah. Either Allah forgives or Almighty Allah punishes. Illa hukukal walidain, except when you are rebellious and you're disobedient to your parents. For in فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يُعَجِّلُ عُقُوبَتَهُ لِصَاحِبِهِ فِي الْحَيَاةِ قَبْلَ مَوْتِهِ Almighty Allah will punish that son, that daughter in this worldly life before death overtakes them. The hadith in Bayhaqi and Mishkat Sharif. So make sure, daughter, you make peace with your father and don't let your pride and arrogance get the better of you. This question, Mufti, says... Uh can a lady ask for a house as mahad? The bridegroom is very rich. She is worried if something may go wrong. 100% you have the right to do that. You can tell your future husband, your husband-to-be, yes, I will get married to you, but you have to buy this house for me and put it on my name. Make sure that happens as well. Not just buy the house. He'll buy the house and put it on his name. No, he must buy the house and put it on your name, and you are the sole owner so then it is fine. Both of you come to a mutual agreement. You say he's a rich person, so that's fine. There's no problem. Sanam so would like to know, uh, what should I do? My husband's ex-wife is forever asking him to do things around the house. He doesn't tell me about this and always makes an excuse. Uh, we, he uses his kids as an excuse. As we say, uh, it's these three days which uh, is counted over on... Uh, okay, the, that question just got cut over there. But nonetheless, uh, she's lady saying that her husband is still doing stuff around the house for his ex-wife and uh, using the excuse of his children. Obviously, that is not permissible. In a case like that, when you gave your wife talaq, and now you can meet your children, all that. But now to socialize with your ex-wife, SMS with her, and, you know, all these things, no, that definitely is not permissible. She's a stranger in your life, and you are a stranger in her life. You need to sever ties, otherwise one thing will lead to another. So therefore, and you know it will impact negatively on your current marriage with your new wife, so therefore, brothers, think about it seriously. You're causing harm to yourself, you're causing harm to your children, you're causing harm to your new wife as well. Number to SMS 47913. You can SMS us 47913. Next question, Mufti, uh, reads as such. Um, Salam, my, bro- my brother, my daughter, uh, just says Salam, brother, my daughter left home. To, okay, now that one has already been tackled. Next one says, uh, can the domestic touch the musalla when she wants to dust the house? Yes, superficially, if there is no napaki, no najasa, no impurity on her hand, and now she just dusts it, and the musalla, the carpet is there, or she touches it, or picks it up, or moves it one side, so all that will be permissible. And remember that Quran Karim says, "Innamal mushrikuna najas." The non-Muslims are impure. It means doesn't mean that their body or that their fingers or hands are impure. It means their heart are impure with the kufr and blasphemy and disbelief they have there. For example, if I shake hand with a non-Muslim man or a female that my mother or sister or somebody shake hand with a non-Muslim lady, so you don't say we have to go wash our hands. So here also we must remember you will say that as long as superficially there's no najasa, no impurity, so then it's fine. Next question, Mufti, reads as such. Um about three week, uh, weeks ago, my husband had a stroke. Now he's really depressed because he can't make salah. He forgets what he has to recite and gets confused. What can we do? 
Obviously, may Almighty Allah give him shifai kamil and regarding salat, tell him Almighty Allah says, La yukallifullahu nafsan illa wasaha. Almighty Allah has not burdened anybody more than their ability, capacity. So in a case like that, what you should do is read the salat to the best of his ability and beg Allah to accept it. And for his illness and sickness, seeing that he is ill, he had a stroke, brother, read this ayat, some ulama said seven times, some ulama said more, read it as much as possible, Surah 21, Surah Anbiya, verse 83, the dua of Nabi Ayyub, alayhi salatu salam, Rabbi an anni masan yadurru wa anta arhamur rahimin. Oh my Allah, I have been afflicted with calamity, distress, and illness, and you are the most merciful one to show mercy. Anni masan yadurru wa anta arhamur rahimin. Read this verse abundantly, Surah 21, verse 83. Number to SMS 47913 for your questions for Mufti. Next one, Mufti, that we have received says, Salam, my husband left me, uh, I'm six months pregnant. Can he talak me in this period? If your husband has left you and he has no intention of reconciling with you, and now if he gives you talak, it will be permissible, and the del- and the iddat will finish with the delivery of the baby. Once you give birth, your iddat will be finished. The Quran Kareem states, My advice will be, get a sheikh or an imam, seeing there's a baby involved, or a baby will be born in three months' time or so, that maybe you can still reconcile, you know, but if there's no chance and he wants to divorce and he divorces you, it's permissible and your iddat will finish with the delivery and the birth of the baby. Next question, Mufti says, uh, I travel to Saldana two times a month. A uh, distance is 260 kilometers there and back. The masjid is not close there. Can I combine the word and Asr went back in Cape Town on the same day? Remember that if you are going in the morning from Cape Town to Saldana or wherever you stay and you say it is 260 kilometers, so now day in Saldana when you are there or you are on your way back, then you want to combine the Zohar and Asr, so that's totally fine according to Shafi's, Maliki's, Hanbali's, totally permissible. However, you cannot combine the Salat back in your hometown. Let's say, for example, you stay in Rylands or you stay in Athlone or in those areas. Now, if you are back in that area, then you can't combine. But on your way going to Saldana or you are in Saldana on your return trip, and then you combine, so that is fine and permissible. Next question, Mufti says simply, Mufti, what is Islam? This may probably be by a uh, non-Muslim. Very good, my dear brother, dear sister, that you want to know what is Islam. Islam literally means to submit and surrender. We surrender to Almighty Allah, the Supreme Being, Almighty God. And if you want to know more about that, you get a translation of the Quran in English or Afrikaans. And we submit and surrender to the teaching of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, the last and final prophet to humanity. And our constitution is the Quran. Quran Kareem and the Sunnah, the teaching and preaching of Mustafa Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So there's no superstition, there's nothing like that. And remember, brother, sister, 
that the Muslims have the Quran Kareem, the book that has been unadulterated, not changed, no additions, no omissions for more than 1,400 years. We have millions of people throughout the globe who have memorized it. So therefore, the Quran stood the test of time, and we preach and teach the Quran in its pristine purity. The voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain all the way from Gauteng here on Q&A, taking all your questions on the SMS line 47913. At this point, Mufti, we're going to break away for the wakt of, of Maghrib and temporarily greet Mufti, inshallah, and we'll be back the after, inshallah. Shukran, Mufti. Wa alaikum salam wa Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Welcome back to Q&A right here on The Voice of the Cape with uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain who is online with us all the way from uh, Gauteng. And just before we go any further, um, we've received a message uh, uh, regarding a lady who had an experience the other day and uh, that is Auntie Asha Daniels. She became sick while driving along Spine Road and she wants to thank the two girls in the white jetter for the hospitality and concern as well as the assistance. Uh, she asked that Allah find the ground in Baraka, success and prosperity. Um, inshallah. That is Andy Aisha Daniels thanking the two girls in the white jitter who assisted her uh, over the uh, uh, over the over the week or over the weekend. Inshallah. Well, of course, uh, moving on with the questions. Mufti Abdulkar is still online with us. Next one says, uh, Mufti, um, my husband told me that if I don't let Jin, if, if I don't let him get married to another lady, you will have an affair. Uh, what should I do? Obviously, what your husband is trying to do is blackmail you, intimidate you, and that is not permissible. Open the Quran, Kareem, Surah number 4, and verse number 3. Almighty Allah states, that if you cannot do justice to both the wives, or three or four wives, then only one wife. So already your husband is speaking about the wrong things. So definitely in that case it is not permissible. You should make istikhara. Tonight is Laylatul Jumu'ah. Read two rakat salat and read the following dua. Allahumma khirli. Allahumma khirli khara. Khirli wakhtarli. Oh Almighty Allah, you select the best for me and choose for me. The hadith is mentioned in Tirmidhi Sharif. And then you make a decision whether you should stay with him or whether you should request for a talaq or you can go for a fasakh or something of that sort. So that is what you should do now. Next question, Mufti says, Assalam, what must I do with my husband that is rude to me and what nafaka me and I must uh, see to everything and he's using drugs again? Obviously, in a case like that, whatever the husband is doing is haram. All Almighty Allah has commanded all of us as husbands. Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 19. bil ma'roof, That you must treat your wives with equity and justice and love. And Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Khiyarukum, khiyarukum li ahalikum. The best of you are the best of you to your wives and children. Wa ana khiyarukum li ahali. I am the best of you to my wives and my children. So the husband is not giving nafaka, he's on drugs, he's rude and what and what. 
So in a case like that, sister, you can go to the MJC or any organization or imam you have confidence in, and you can apply for a fasakh and annulment of the marriage. Next question, Mufti says, is it permissible to take anything on buyback at places that offer it? If you mean buy back, that you know that if you sell something, then you can buy it back, if that's what you mean? Yes, yes. So if you are selling it with that condition, I sell you this glass or I sell you this clothes, then I tell you that I will come and buy it back. That type of condition in Islam is not permissible. When we buy and sell, we cannot make conditions that that person must sell something back to me. So when I sold my shoes or I sold my blankets or whatever it is to a person, and then he can sell it to whoever he wants to, I can't make a condition he must sell it back to me, that in Islam will be null and void. Uh, Mufti, a question around a lady who's saying that she and her mother is having a very difficult relationship and it's so strange she says she can't really explain it, uh, the extent of it, but uh, she wants to know what to do and what she can, ma- what to us she can make in terms of bringing her and her mother close together and back together again, inshallah. Read ya wa do do ya wa do do both of you, mother and daughter and the family read. Wadud is one of the attributes of Almighty Allah. It means love. So all the love emanates and comes from Almighty Allah, Jalla wa Allah. And secondly, read Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa zurriyatina qurrata ayun. O Almighty Allah, grant us such spouses and children that the coolness of the eyes, you as a mother, you should read that abundantly. You as a daughter, read Surah 54, Surah Qamar, just before Surah Rahman. Surah Qamar, Surah 54, verse 10. Anni maghloobun fantasir. Oh Allah, I'm overpowered, I'm overwhelmed. You assist me, you help me. So if all of you are sincere, mother and daughter, inshallah, Almighty Allah will unite your hearts and make you all good for one another and the coolness of the eyes for one another, inshallah. Inshallah. Uh, Mufti gave me an answer two weeks ago about fasting uh, a female's qadr a day's first and then the six days of shawal. But I'm still concerned because I have my khayd for and almost I'm two weeks. So to fast two weeks and then uh, be out for another two weeks, there won't be time for me to do the six days of shawal, hence not getting that reward. <laughs> what will happen is that the lady <laughs> must keep the qadr of this year Ramadan. So if you must six fast this year or seven fast or eight fast, so you had the whole 29 days or 28 days that of Shawwal for the Qadha and then the six days for the this thing for Shawwal fast. So if your menses are 10 days or 12 days, 14 days, because Shafi say maximum is 15 days, Hanafi say maximum is 10 days, so still comfortably you could have done it. But nevertheless, whatever you could do, alhamdulillah, tomorrow also you can still fast because tomorrow is the 29th of Shawwal. So if your, your menses finishes tonight, then tomorrow also you can fast. There's no problem. Um, my next question says, Mufti, my son has a Christian girlfriend. They have been together for four years. She doesn't want to embrace Islam and I as his mom he is very concerned. Obviously, you need to speak to your son and tell him what he's doing is absolutely haram. And she made it clear she does not want to embrace Islam, so he must sever all ties with her. And if he does it for all Allah's sake, 
Almighty Allah will give him a Muslimah that's saliha, a good Muslim lady who's pious and good. But he must sever all ties with her. Boyfriend, girlfriend, relationship in Islam is not permissible even if both parties are Muslim. One party is Muslim and one is Christian and non-Muslim. That makes it worse, in fact. Next question says, is it permissible to wear false eyelashes and eyelash extensions? Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla tells us and informs us in the Noble Quran that when the shaitan, the Iblis, was expelled from Jannah and Paradise, then he took various oaths, and one oath he said, That he said that I will command them, the human beings, and they will then change the creation of Almighty Allah. So Almighty Allah created us with normal, but today's human beings want to change everything from normal to abnormal. So definitely that is not permissible in Islam. Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 119, so therefore, to put the false eyelashes or false eye fudders and all, all that not permissible. This question, Mufti, says, uh, um, Salam Mufti, my, um, is it, okay, the question has been asked already. It says, uh, please advise what should I do if my wife wants to leave me? The reason is because my mother treats her like a two-year-old child. Uh, please advise. Canada. Obviously, in a case like that, she does not have a problem with you. Rather, she's having a problem with your mother, the, her mother-in-law. So the best thing is you and your wife and your children, you move out and explain to mother that every day you will come and make a khidmah and everything. So save your marriage and you and your wife move out. There's no need for you to divorce your wife or anything. And mother is being unreasonable, so you also admit that. So in a case like that, you and your wife move out. Assalamu alaikum. My husband has passed on about 40 days. I'm still living in the house with my in-laws. Do I need to move out after my Aida is completed? Also, is my... And then the, the, the question just stops there. So basically, lady saying, her husband passed on about 40 days. She's still living in the house with the in-laws. And does she need to move out after her Aida is completed? Sister, your Idid, because your husband has passed away, is 130 days, 130 days, so you count it in the Islamic calendar or normal Gregorian calendar, so there's no problem with that, so that's the first issue. Second issue, while you are in Idid, remember, no new clothes, no jewelry, and you cannot be wearing new, new abayas and clothes or henna and mehendi and all that, right? Now, 40 days have passed, you continue staying there in that house there. Now, after your Iddat is finished, after 130 days from the time of your husband's death, then you must decide whether you want to continue staying there, or you want to go to your parents, or you want to go somewhere else with your children, if you have children. So you must then make mashura, make mashura with your parents, your family, make mashura. Mashura means to consult, consult with your in-laws, and don't spoil things now that maybe they treated you well and so forth. Now you just walk away, you know. So you should look at things in the long term and don't just look at short term decision and don't become, don't, don't take an impulsive decision. Mufti, unfortunately, that's the end of our questions this evening. And uh, as we wrap up, we know it's customary for Mufti to give us about a few few minutes of nasiha, inshallah. So, Mufti, within this four minutes, inshallah, some inspiration for us going into the night of Laylatul Jummah, inshallah. Bismillah rahman rahim Seeing that we've got three, four minutes left, I'll give you three nasiha for tonight. Number one is this. Tonight, tomorrow is the 29th of Shawwal. So tomorrow, Maghrib time, after sunset, 
scan the sky there in beautiful Cape Town, the Mother City, and inshallah, the Mancakers, the Crescent people who are doing a sterling job, they will be there. But we should also take the responsibility, and if tomorrow night, inshallah, Friday night, the moon, the crescent is sighted, that will usher in the month of Zulqada, and then on Saturday will be the first, and Makkah, Mukarramah, Madinah, Munawwarah, Majid, Laksa, South Africa, everywhere, will be the first of Zulqada, inshallah. If we see the new moon and crescent, then what should we read? Say, Allahu Akbar. Whenever you see the new moon, the crescent, then you read Allahu Akbar, Hilalu Khairin Warushdin. There are other duas also, but this is the shortest one. So nevertheless, it means, O oh, Almighty Allah, make this moon and crescent a month of khair, of goodness, Warushdin and righteousness is mentioned in Abu Dawood. So that is what we should do. And Imam Malik, rahimahullah, his students say that when the Islamic lunar month used to start, he used to exert himself, do a lot of things extra. When they asked him, he said that if the beginning of the month goes well, the whole month will go well, inshallah. Second thing, the brothers, sisters who are going for Hajj, remember before you depart, then read two rakat salat, give some charity. Ya Allah, make our journey safe to the Haramain Sharifain and accept our Umrah, our Hajj, our Ziyarah to Medina Munawwara. Third, all your brothers, sisters, adult children, esteemed listeners of Voice of the Cape, I'm sure you heard yesterday some Jewish terrorists and extremists entered Masjid al-Aqsa and they injured our Muslim brothers and sisters and children. Make special, special dua that Almighty Allah protects Masjid al-Aqsa and destroy and decimate the Zionist entity. And the last thing is Allah alone knows when the enemy will strike Syria. Remember, we got nothing to do with the regime. The regime are kafir as far as we're concerned, Bashar Assad and his Alawis. But the damage that will be caused to the Ahlu Sunnah, the damage that will be caused to the Muslims. So remember, we should make a little dua that Almighty Allah protects Syria, the people of Syria, and Almighty Allah, Jalla Allah, make it easy for and all the Muslims throughout the world. So at least that Amen. type of dua we should make. May Almighty Allah accept. Jazakallah khair, Brother Muhammad Fasi, all the brothers and sisters, they Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to Mufti and family, inshallah. Jumma Mubarak to everyone. They in Hatting, inshallah, and all the best, inshallah, for the rest of the evening.